Welcome to The Bridge, fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm originally from California, but now I'm living in beautiful Wuhan, China. Today with me is Bebe. Hey, Jason. Can you hear me well? I can, yeah. Yeah? And my squeaky chair. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear the squeaky chair, but you know what I do hear? I hear the sound of beautiful birds chirping happily in the Beijing sunny summer. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. Actually, can I tell a story really, yes. really, really quickly? I was recently walking through a park here mm -hmm. in Wuhan about two or three days ago, and a bird buzzed me, you know, flew really close mm. to my head. And then it landed in a tree and started making cat sounds. Huh? I'm not joking. And then it buzzed me again. And I was like, what? And then it started making cat sounds. It was like, meow, meow. It was really bizarre. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Am I asleep? Is this a dream? And so I looked it up and apparently there's a kind of bird called a brewer's bird or something. Uh -huh. And this bird sounds like a cat. And uh, so I actually, I learned a little bit about birds that day, but also wow. I'm, I'm scared to go to this park now because this, <laughs> you're freaked out. This bird does not like Wait, me. Wait, what do you mean by the bird buzzed you? Buzzed me, you know, so like if an airplane flies really low to some something, they say that it buzzed oh. uh, your home or buzzed. Like the, you can feel the vibration from that thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. But I didn't actually feel the bird, but I could see it coming in. It came within a foot of my head oh. twice. And I was pretty sure it didn't like me being there. <laughs> I was walking in a part of the park that people typically don't go. Mm -hmm. It's kind of off in the wooded area mm -hmm. because I was trying to stay out of the sun. So I was like, oh, okay, there's a cool, there's a little trail over there. I'll just stay in there. And I think the bird was like, no people allowed in the, my bird area or something. This is my spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, cool story. And it's, uh, I guess it's not hot enough. If you're still taking walks in the park. You know, I like um, that feature. I like mm -hmm. sweating because I, the melting I like the getting the salt out because my weight goes down and I look at the scale and it makes me happy. <laughs> you are evaporating. You're literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally get it. I, I felt yeah, it yeah. too. Um, it's like free saunas. But anyhow, we do have serious stuff to talk about today. Yeah, this is affecting everyone. So I think everyone in North America, Europe, uh, a lot of the world are dealing with inflation. So there's this uh, economist, Robert Kiyosaki, mm. said, according to an article by Jing Pen, that hot inflation, that's what it's being called, I guess, will, quote, wipe out 50% of the U.S. population, end quote. And here's what he means by that and how to protect yourself. Ooh. So when is this? Can yeah, I? Yeah, go ahead. You said wipe about 50% of the U.S. population <laughs> or their asset. Uh -huh. Can you make that clear? Well, I think they said it to be sensational. You know how U.S. media is. It's trying to be oh, sensational. Dear. So it makes us, oh my gosh, half of the people will die. This is but too much. What it means is wipe out all of their liquidity, I think. So they will have okay. no cash money. They'll be completely underwater, mm. completely in debt in some way or another, at least partially under credit card debt or mortgage debt or whatever. No liquidity, have no mm. cash to protect themselves from the market conditions. Our shows are just getting gloomier and gloomier. <laughs> this is a real, I mean, you know, I don't think the show's getting gloomy. I think the economic outlook for a lot of people That's is just the reality. Yeah. And it's better to, you know, come face to face with reality than <clears throat> burying our heads in the sand. So everyone who goes to the grocery <sighs> store every day, they see what's going on in the United States. I read about it constantly. Mm. So I'll be, mm -hmm. people are saying, or sorry, economists are saying that inflation is 8.6 right now in the United States. 8.6%. 8 
Mm -hmm. So that means things are about 10% more expensive this year than last year, which is the highest inflation since December of 1981. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know what what I'm reading are people saying, actually, this is not true. Actually, it's much worse. And so Mm -hmm. I think... um, However, economists are calculating it and the reality of people's lives are not connecting in some way because it's much worse. Okay. I have some stats that might help because when you say, oh, it's increased Mm -hmm. by Mm 8.6%, it sounds like, oh, that's not too bad, right? It's only, it's not like 50%, Mm -hmm. but if I put it differently. So based on the rule of 72, uh, if inflation is 7.2%, it will take roughly 10 years Mm -hmm. for prices to double. So just imagine what it would be like to pay Uh twice as much for everything just 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. And with inflation around 8.5%, Prices will double in roughly 8.5 years. Mm. So I think that makes better sense, right? And when inflation is calculated, they take like a basket of goods. It's not like prices Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. everything goes up by a a fixed percentage. Let's say in this, let's say in this uh, city, people, they buy, um, you know, bread or avocados and olive oil and they Mm -hmm. fill their tanks and housing. They take a basket of mixture of goods that people purchase Mm -hmm. and calculate the increase in their prices. Mm -hmm. And um, also like housing prices would count Mm -hmm. uh, for a bit of that. But if you um, interpret it the way, according to the rule of uh, 72, I think that's how I would say it, Mm -hmm. then it sounds scarier. Mm -hmm. Like 10 years used to sound like a long time, Mm -hmm. you know, when we were little. Mm -hmm. And for some odd reason, reason. Time is just just literally flying now. Mm. You know, 10 years doesn't take that long. Mm. And uh, if you go on like this, we'll pay if you pay $10 for that piece of steak, Mm. it's going to cost you 20 Mm -hmm. um, in like eight years. So Mm. that's a huge increase. We also talked about this a little bit before. The thing about wages is that a lot of people are still being paying minimum wage. And we've, we've talked about how it's not really going mm-hmm. up and like minimum wage calculated if it was supposed to be like the same minimum wage in the year 2000 versus now, people should be making like a, about $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. So the fact that inflation is so high and that people are still being paid almost exactly the same actual amount, not accounting for inflation for the last 20 years, mm-hmm. people are desperately worse off yes. than they used to be. I mean, not obviously, we're not talking about the the, the people who are making more than a million dollars or more, you know, they are just fine. But everyone else, not fine. Well, speaking of wages, I think this is something about capitalism mm, mm. because capitalism, it goes after infinity in profits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, some mm-hmm. of the ways of doing that is you lower, you keep the wages as low as possible, right? And mm-hmm. then you employ mm-hmm less people and for them to work as long hours as possible. Mm. You know, that's like, mm-hmm. I guess, part of the essence of capitalism. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that keeps going on for a while. People just don't have enough money, mm-hmm. right? And there will be less and jobs. And they can buy less products and services. They can buy less things. They can't afford as much. And then uh, eventually that will lead to a um, economic mm-hmm. like meltdown because even though you have all these great products, but most people, because most people are at yeah. you know the bottom or the middle, yeah. uh, they can't afford it. Exactly. Then who are you going to sell it to? So it's kind of a very short term kind of thinking. I'm thinking about how much profit I can make for the next three to five years. But the reality is these people are squeezing the economy so hard that no one's going to be able to buy their products in 10 years. Six months ago, everyone was saying, yay, the economy is going to just keep getting better. And now it's like 
every economist is saying there's a huge recession right around the corner. It's it's hard to trust the economists. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, I read so much stuff on like various sites. Right. And so little of it turns out to be accurate. Each in the long have run. his or her own theory. I'm not mm, saying that. Mm, just, mm, like, don't trust ball. them. Like, I'm saying that you <laughs> learn from them. Right. Because yeah, each yeah. one, they have their own set of data. And they yeah. have their own viewpoints and they will have some uh, results or theories to show us. A lot us. of them also have vested interests in certain things being true. Yeah, not to mention that. And then you, what we need to do is we take different accounts, right? And we try to make our own judgments. Mm. Not that that will do a lot or impact the whole economy. But I'm saying um, don't trust the experts all that much <laughs> because... They are also learning about what's going mm, on, mm. you know, when, especially when it comes to the, the, the pandemics, yeah. right? And the effects of that. I mean, people, everybody is learning. It's new information being fed to us every day. Mm. I mean, maybe the experts will know a little bit better, but just don't like hand your life to them, right? Yeah. You, you still need to be responsible to yourself. Oh, yeah. Dunhuang, situated along the ancient Silk Road, where fine arts and divine beliefs merged with the natural world. It's where the East and West interacted, and where the world's largest Buddhist art gallery still fascinates and amazes people today. A place where stories of life and death, love and hatred, passion and desire, faith and sacrifice have been generated and told for 2,000 years. Dunhuang, a place born in legends. Buckle up for our new podcast, Why We Love Dunhuang, the one and only podcast that can take you to the fantasy world of Dunhuang and beyond through our audio tour. Listen and subscribe to the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. Why We Love Dunhuang? You will have your answers. Listening to the bridge. I want to talk about housing specifically because I read an article more than 50 cities, median cost of a home is half a million dollars. I feel bad for, you know, hmm. people living in America right now because not only are is everything becoming more expensive, like gasoline, which is a whole other topic we could go off on, mm. but like how are people going to ha- afford housing? Or is it like three people to rent one house together and you just everyone has a bedroom? It's like a few months ago, you and I were talking about the American dream not being not there. And now that sounds optimistic compared to how, how dreadful the situation is. Now you have to rent a place, but now you have to rent a place with numerous other people. So the situation just keeps getting, I expected things to get bad, but I am shocked by how bad it's actually getting. And maybe this is just, you know, still at the starting stage because maybe yeah, in China, right? Things were hot a few years mm-hmm. ago, like pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, there were years, I remember, mm-hmm. that everybody was talking about starting their own business. You know, you go to any coffee mm-hmm. shop and mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. had projects worth like tens of millions. It, like things were looking so rosy, like everybody, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. could, could your dream will come true. 
And now, like these few、mm-hmm. years, people are a lot calmer. <laughs> But I, I, it's not just like things were good and now things are bad. Is that maybe at that time people、mm-hmm. were living in bubbles, right?、Mm-hmm. They they were living in illusions of how great things were going to get. Actually, I know exactly what you're talking about. Ten years ago, even I remember there were so many young entrepreneurs that were doing such huge things in China. But you know, like even though it's cooling slightly in China, it's not. We're not dealing with the same situation. I have these statistics here.、Mm-hmm. This is from Statista,、mm. 2022, and it talks about the、uh, inflation rate over the past. In China,、mm. inflation rate since 2012 has been under 2.9,、mm. and this year it's only as high as 2.06.、Right. So these are actually very healthy inflation numbers、mm. in China. Like China is not feeling the same inflation inflationary pressure、mm-hmm. as the United States is, or as the as Europe is, or Canada is, and all these other countries that are dealing with really vicious cycle of inflation. I don't notice a an uptick in the cost of things here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, peop- not every single Chinese person I know is opening their own business to do trade with another country or something、mm-hmm. like they were ten years ago. But people's lives are are pretty decent, and you know things aren't getting bad or anything. Have you been talking to your mom about like what prices are like in the states? I don't have firsthand information. Oh yeah, yeah, she's changed the kinds of products that she's buying to like、um, instead of brand off brand or going to the dollar store、mm-hmm. to supplement some kinds of things that she can get cheaper,、mm-hmm. and she's actually using coupons like they used to do. In the 1980s, so、right. yeah, people are shifting to being more frugal to account for the increase in in prices. So it's very, very obvious. Like everybody,、mm, oh yeah, oh yeah. If you look at social media, there's panicked people posting pictures of gas prices going up because gas prices were about like three three、mm. dollars a gallon, and now they're like high as eight and nine dollars a gallon.、What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people are driving less. Like,、um, what's、mm. you know, July Fourth weekend will have had is a lot less. Traffic than before because usually it's a big traffic season, but、mm-hmm. it's going to have less because people aren't driving to the lake. They can't afford to drive to the lake, or less people will. Right, not just. Uh, gasoline, but it's a time for celebration. They will buy more food,、uh, more things to have fun, right?、Mm. But in the long term, I think for me who have spent time living, like a lot of time living in China,、mm-hmm. and、uh, and then you go off to the states, you do feel people have been spending rather a little bit, even carelessly, because things are so cheap, and、uh, yeah, and also we are so into our roles as consumers. Right, it's like we wake up, we consume.、Mm-hmm. You know, actually, we have a lot、mm-hmm. of other、I- identities, things we can do. Yeah, yeah. So I think、uh, in, the, in the U.S. especially, people have been consuming a lot. Let me、yeah. put it this way: maybe this is better for the environment. It will definitely be better for the environment, and I think it's also good for people to learn some、uh, frugal, like frugality. Learn about frugality, mm-hmm, how mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, start mm-hmm. saving. Right? Because you think that when people are rich, they start saving. You know, when they have plenty of money,、mm-hmm. they start saving. But that might not be、yeah. the case because when you have money coming in,、mm-hmm. you feel like you can maintain that. You、yeah. feel like it's easy to make money, so that you don't save as much. Especially for young people who have not been through the ups and downs.、Mm. But for people who have been through the economic cycles, like you know, for elderly who have been through、uh, the Great Depression, they always save.、Mm. You know, they have like stashes、yeah. of cash in, in their houses because they know things will not, things will change. So this might be a good lesson, a good opportunity for people to, I guess, reorganize right their lifestyle a little bit. Twenty-five hundred years ago, 
an old man rode on his buffalo and headed west of China. Before he vanished into the wild, he left behind a book of 5,000 words, which for the next two and a half millennia would have shaped the Chinese way of thinking. Subscribe to the sayings of Lao Tzu and find out why generals with wisdom yield after winning the ultimate battle and how staying behind just might help you get ahead of others. The sayings of Lao Tzu is available on all major podcast platforms. You're listening to The Bridge. actually was recently in a discussion about savings online. And so I have the statistics for that. This is the the source of for this is the IMF, mm. the International Monetary Fund. And it talks title of this piece of data is China's savings rate is particularly high. Mm. Since 1990 to 2020, uh, China's savings rate has been about or above 40 percent of their income, mm. whereas the global average, the world average is about 25 okay. uh, percent for the same period of time. Mm. And in advanced economies, so we're talking about England, France, the United States, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's only about 20 percent. Mm. Chinese folks actually are remarkably good at saving money, mm. even though their per capita income is lower than the global average. Right. Well, I hope the younger generation can keep that going because, <laughs> um, yeah, I think the younger uh, generation, people who are just, you know, starting to work, they, they're starting to get hooked on things like these payment, like almost like credit cards on their cell yeah. phones, right? And it's worrying. You know, I wanted to bring that up because I was concerned about that too, because you walk into any mall here in China and you see like people like... Mm. Mm-hmm. Wee! It's so you're buying stuff and eating nice, but it's as recently as 2020, it was still at 45 percent savings rate. Oh in China. well, maybe that's like my generation or the my parents' generation contributing to that. <laughs> you know, with the economy not just in the U.S. but around the world, right, facing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. more problems due to various reasons, and it's harder mm. to make money, right? And it's harder for younger people to find jobs. But you know, if you if you get stuck at this level, think that all the terrible things happening, that you don't gain anything from it, right? If these uh, yeah. if, if these new situations can help us to discipline ourselves, yeah, I, th- right? I think you're right. You to set new rules, and I mean, after all, my parents' generation, they, like I don't know, like when I was little, they were making literally like twenty dollars a month, wow, like maybe less than that, you know. I mean, but money worth a lot more, right? You could buy a lot more with. $20. Oh, the purchasing power parity was totally skewed. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Still, that was like minimum. That was like what you could, you use that to eat, right? And mm. maybe you get one or two new dresses every year for mm. New Year. And that was like the norm for most people. You're kind of t- talking about my grandma, actually. Yeah, you're talking about your grandma. You're talking about my grandma. When I was mm-hmm. in my grandmother's house, she was extremely frugal. What she used to do was when someone was finished wearing a, a piece, article of clothing, like a mm. dress or whatever, that she would keep that in a box right. and they were like, okay, that we're never wearing this again. And then she would chop cut them mm. into exactly the same size squares mm. and then sew those squares together until eventually it was large enough to make a new blanket. Oh. And she would, she would make layers of, of blanket out of people's old clothes and then give these right. away as quilt quilts from grandma Smith to Aww. various people because she was so frugal. She didn't want anything to be wasted. Well, that's like, yeah, that's like my grandma's generation. Mm. And a lot of times I think that's the way it should be, you mm. know, 
Like things should Last. have their worth.、Mm. You know, they they should live out their worth.、Mm. That's, I guess, my way of putting I it. I agree. But、yeah. in the past few decades, things are have not been like、yeah. that. It's like you get something, and then you want to get the next、mm. thing, and you want to get the next thing. The whole consuming culture kind of、uh, almost pressure、mm. you to do that. As if that's a righteous、mm. thing to do, it is not. It's terrible for our <laughs> habits, and it's terrible for the environment,、mm. right? It's good for the、uh, for businesses, right? It seems like everything is going well. Yeah, it's good for a, a particular kind of economic viewpoint.、Uh, that's all it's good for. Yeah, right. But it can't go on forever because、yeah. things will run out, and there is a limit to how much we consume.、Yeah. I know we don't believe it.、Mm-hmm. I know that people、mm-hmm. don't believe. They think I I have endless things that I want, but there will be a point. Where you feel like you know this is really enough because、yeah. for everything you get, you need to pay attention to、mm-hmm. it. You need to manage it.、Mm-hmm. Not to mention that you have to spend money on it. You need to organize it. You need to throw things out. Making quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Back to high inflation. Like now, finally, interest rates has gone up in the states, and people are like shocked. I mean, what did you expect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fed is increasing interest rates. Well, it's really bizarre because, like you said, you know, with all these different economists, I read so many different opinions about the Fed increasing interest rates. Some people are like,、mm-hmm. "Oh, good, they're going to finally rein in inflation," and other people are like, "Oh, this is a terrible mistake, and they're going to have to turn it around in six months." I think some. Sometimes it feels like in the United States, dealing with economy feels like there's no one at the wheel.、Mm. There are obviously experts there trying to do something, but because there are so many divided opinions about what should be done, it feels very confusing under trying to understand the dialogue and the discourse between all of these experts who have very, very different opinions. You feel like the experts or the policymakers are fighting at the wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They like, all have a wheel. They all have a wheel, and they all have a rudder, and they're all turning different directions. See, that's something. <laughs> that's something that feels、uh, very differently, you know, between here and、mm. the states.、Mm. Because when you, you know, you you watch the news、mm. in the states, and sometimes you hear different voices, you know,、mm, mm, mm, like mm. even from top level experts、mm. or policymakers, and then it gets very confusing, or things change right, yeah, rather yeah. sooner than you expect. But here, overall, it's like st- more stable.、Uh, things are more coherent.、Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that's how I feel, like mentally.、Mm-hmm. But、mm-hmm. you know,、mm-hmm. I wanted to mention something. Inflation. When you hear that word, it sounds negative,、mm-hmm. right? Because for us consumers,、yeah. especially us co- consumers without a lot of、uh, extra money to spend.、Mm-hmm. It sounds like a terrible word,、mm. but it could actually be "quote unquote" a good thing、mm-hmm. for the government.、Mm. High inflation is that de- it can be detrimental to the overall economy,、mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it can be beneficial to the government、mm-hmm. since it allows them to pay back their debt with、oh. cheaper dollars. Wow! Yeah, and it basically it's a way of wiping out. A lot of、uh, the government. So、debt. wow, you make me want to bring up a conspiracy theory I, that I just invented. Okay, please. <laughs> so wait, is the United States or these Western countries who are dealing with massive inflation are they trying to pay off international debts that they owe by allowing inflation to grow rampant? I wouldn't put it that way, but maybe that's a side effect. <laughs> yeah, but then after a while, when your money, like, because you know, dollars, a lot of country、yeah. uh, hold dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.、Uh, but if it proves that it's it's just you know for a long period of Time it's not going to be worth much. People、mm. are going to lose confidence in the dollar, yeah, and people yeah. have been losing confidence in the dollar and trying to f- find other ways to, you know, for these international transactions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So things will always have their consequences.、Yeah. Um, but back to the、uh, wiping out debt part. Yeah. Um, so the Federal Reserve has a constant balancing act.、Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they try to reconcile. 
the government's desires for higher inflation mm -hmm. with a need for a healthy economy. Mm -hmm. So, you mm -hmm. know, it's not like all bad in their eyes. And that reminds me of something mm -hmm. um, when it comes to ethical governance. Mm -hmm. The same thing comes up during the pandemic, because I hate to say this. If you take things from an economic point of view, if the government takes that stance, I only look at the data with the eyes of economists with no feelings, then you see this as a natural way of, mm -hmm. you know, letting the population mm -hmm. will have less chance of survival. Let me put it mm -hmm. this way. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. they are the ones who are taking money from the government as, you know, social security or other kind of pension and that. Mm -hmm. They are not the younger portion of the population contributing to economic growth. Mm -hmm. So from yeah. economic point of view, vicious, vicious. kind of vicious <laughs> point of view. The big fish eat the little fish. <laughs> it, could, it could be a beneficial thing for the government, right? To less pay wow. And but if you here's the thing in China is all the restrictions, all the, mm. the, uh, the COVID tests and all that. But the point is that it's a more ethical way of governance to give everybody the weaker part of the society, mm. the elderly, the chance to survive, mm. even though it's not as economically sound. Mm. The inflation thing reminds me of it. Just wanted to mention that. Oh, yeah. 2,500 years ago, an old man rode on his buffalo and headed west of China. Before he vanished into the wild, he left behind a book of 5,000 words, which for the next two and a half millennia would have shaped the Chinese way of thinking. Subscribe to the sayings of Lao Tzu and find out why generals with wisdom yield after winning the ultimate battle and how staying behind just might help you get ahead of others. The sayings of Lao Tzu is available on all major podcast platforms. listening to The Bridge. With you, there's a lot of different people trying to point out the source of inflation. I thought that might be an interesting thing to discuss. Honestly, I don't think anyone knows. So uh, I think we could, all we can do is delineate possibilities because everyone, again, all these economists are arguing. But a lot of people think it's because of all the checks that went out. The So the government printed a bunch of money mm -hmm. during the pandemic to help people, I guess. I don't know. I don't really know how $2,000 helps someone when you... I don't know either. I'm, I'm like, people, they seem thrilled, but what does he do? It doesn't yeah. even come cover one month of like rent right right in the yeah, city. yeah exactly so, or if you yeah. live in san francisco you're just paying rent for one month or maybe uh, so they sent 300 million people a check different checks for 600 and 1200 a total of like two thousand dollars and some people with mm -hmm. lots of kids i guess they got more money than that up to three thousand or four thousand mm -hmm. dollars and so a lot of people are pointing at that and saying oh that's what it is and other people are saying it's because of international logistics uh breakdowns because there's too many goods not moving from some port to other ports. Mm -hmm. I just read an article that showed that there's a lot of American goods trapped in European ports trying to get out right now. Hmm. So some people are pointing to logistics and some people are pointing to, I think really wrongly, to the war in Europe. Yeah. Even though inflation started months and months and months and months and months before the war in Europe started, Biden keeps pointing at that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the tariff war that Trump started with China, the number one exporter of goods in the world. And then he's like, oh, let's have a tariff mm. war. And then right after that, there's this massive inflation. And that's the one I'm like, oh, seems like there might be something to that. I read. I guess it's a combination. Yeah, maybe of all, all of these things hit at once. 
Who knows? Yeah. Mm. According to economist Arnold Kling, he says spending is rising faster than production,、mm. primarily because the government has injected a lot of paper wealth yeah, into yeah, the economy、yeah. through unprecedented levels of deficit spending. So, in other words,、uh, we cannot dismiss supply chain issues, right?、Mm. Things get、mm. getting stuck、mm. here and there, and also production issues, right? Yeah. And shifting consumption from services to goods, monetary and fiscal induced demand—they all play a key、mm. role. And、mm. also, I, I saw this video about real estate.、Mm-hmm. You know how prices keep going up, right? As you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I keep hearing bubble, 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 but nothing has burst yet. <laughs> but if you hear things from the real estate agents, they're really happy because they've been making you know so much money. Yeah, yeah. But the, in the video I watched, it's talking about how people, you know, a lot of people are moving. Inside the U.S., one reason is because they can work. A lot of them can work from home, right? Right. Yeah. So they choose not to stay in these high cost、Pittsburgh. cities, Boston. Yeah, and they're moving to yeah Cleveland, southern and western cities. Yeah. So they've actually like Phoenix、mm-hmm. and Atlanta. I think the、uh, real estate prices have been driven up really high.、Mm. Like it's so heated、um, because a lot of people moving there. But up to a point,、uh, like、uh, even some of the locals can't sustain their usual supply of housing consumption patterns. Yeah, or even、mm-hmm. other, because、mm-hmm. other things, well, the prices of other things go go up too. So some maybe、mm-hmm. some of the locals、mm-hmm. will move out into other places. So this moving around also helps to drive up prices at certain localities. Yeah, internal migration patterns are dramatically different than anything we've experienced in the United States before. And so yeah, I could see that would dramatically change the structure of the economy in ways that would be difficult to understand and predict. I guess this is a time when a lot of things come together, you know, and maybe people are just not ready to that. Wow, things are really happening. Well, I wanted to add, and we've talked a lot about a lot of bad stuff that's going on and how that's affecting people. But actually, there's another thing that may throw even a bigger wrench into this whole mix of potential market downturn. Is that you have two potential outcomes from、mm. from the same problem of student loans? There are 45 million people who owe an average of thirty thousand dollars each for interest rates for loans on interest rates that are. Like six and seven percent that are supposed to theoretically come back online at the end of August.、Mm-hmm. Now there are two potential directions this can、mm-hmm. take. One is that the government forgives that, and that creates maybe worse inflation, according to some economists.、Mm-hmm. And then the other is they just turn it back on and make these forty-five million consumers pay that, which would also affect consumption because they wouldn't have the money to go out and buy things,、right. which would actually maybe stop inflation, but also stop. The products from having value because less people will be able to buy products and services, and also create a downturn.、Mm. So, unless economists really find a balanced way to deal with this, one way or the other, or a balance between that, there's something down the line that's going to impact the economy in a dramatic way, one way or the other. Gee, things are just getting gloomier and gloomier because I don't really <laughs> see a way out. See, that's the thing. Like the biggest problem the human race face that we've had is. How we take such a short-term view of things, you know,、mm. like we、uh, we don't see the consequences, the long-time consequences of the things we do.、Mm. Right, like months mm. ago, mm. years, a few years ago, people were so happy being showered by, you know, with banknotes, yeah, literally just coming out of nowhere, yeah. Yeah, well, that's gonna have effects、mm-hmm. uh, months、mm-hmm. and a few years later. Actually, not that long, right? It's already here. Yeah. So,、um, a lot of times, and. As we mentioned in some other shows, I, I feel how even the government, like especially the U.S. government, takes when the government takes a short-term view, that's problematic because、um, not only will consequences still show up, you know, when when the time is ripe, but people remain ignorant. You know,、mm-hmm. they're not being told 
the consequence, the possible consequences. Mm -hmm. And maybe mm -hmm. this is just the atmosphere of the political environment, because um, mm -hmm. like in the States, I guess politicians are so afraid of saying things that would scare people or so afraid of yeah, yeah, yeah. saying things that would sound unpleasant. But facts are mm -hmm. facts, right? You can't just be writing out banknotes without, you know, suffering the consequences later on. I agree with you. But, you know, it's really scary that the people at the top who are spinning what's actually happening don't seem to be called out by the general population. It always seems like an elite group of nerdy people, about 10 or 20 percent of the population are like really aware of like all the different factors that are going into causing things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, the president or this person said this and that. And that's what I believe. Uh, and very rarely no. do those things sync up very well. Right. But I wanted to actually talk about a scary word. Hmm. And I'm thinking you will actually know a little bit about it, but I've been looking at this scary word. It's called stagflation. Mm. And from what I can understand about this is this is when inflation is very high, like it is now, mm -hmm. but the uh, economy contracts in size. Yeah. So these two things happen simultaneously, which create a very negative effect on everyone's well-being. So Q1 yeah. in the United States, the uh, United States contracted by 1.2% in size. Mm. And it looks like people are saying that there's a recession around the corner. They're just the recession usually means the stock market specifically is like not gaining mm. or is negative. It's going into negative for like more than two quarters or something like or three quarters or something. But if the U.S. economy theoretically can starts contracting next year or whenever that might be possible, if inflation is still at a similar level to now, we're looking at a really bad mixture of, of economic data, which is yeah. going to impact people Millions and millions of people's daily lives are going to be dramatically impacted by that. But see, over the dec past decades, people and the government have been overspending. Mm -hmm. oh, I yeah. mean, like, what do you expect? You can't. Yes. I mean, uh, U.S. has the privilege of, you know, being able the to fiat currency, print yeah. dollars. But then mm. with dollars losing its credibility. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And also with inflation rates like this, not it's not going to be so hot on the international market. Mm. You can't keep like. Any other country in the world, they can't do that. Yeah. They can't spend like the mm. U.S. has been mm. spending. Mm -hmm. And how mm -hmm. how do we expect to, to let that continue? This is not normal. Instead of saying that things are going to get really mm -hmm. bad, mm -hmm. maybe it's more like things are going to be realistic now. Uh, you can't keep living in an illusion. Like mm -hmm. you can just spend without creating. For example, in yeah. the article, yeah. the author says, America has stopped producing products. Mm. We produce bubbles. Yeah. And yeah. now the U.S. has bubbles, not only in the stock market, in the bond market, but also in the real estate market. Mm -hmm. So people are so focused on the imagined world, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. the you, the money you have in the stock market, it's it's not like you can just pull it out mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. away, right? And be, because people's psychology, when they're making money, yeah. they don't want to pull out. Like People give so much attention to the bubbles. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think we're trying to change here in China. Instead of paying so much attention to things that are that are not actually, you can't really see and feel, let's pay more of our attention to like, you know, production, mm -hmm, manufacturing, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. To offering services to something real so that we become more grounded it's, instead of like losing our minds mm. in the world created with numbers. Oh, yeah. A million, a billion, or maybe a gazillion years ago, a giant split open an egg. Then came the lady giant who made people and Mr. Curious, the botanist, Mr. Handyman, the baron on the tree. 
This is our new season of Chinese folk tales, and we will explore the ancient mystical world together. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You're listening to the Bridge. I was getting my master's degree in modern world history. One of my professors, Dr. D'Agostino, he used to talk about the big downturn in the British economy, which kind of pulled the United States ahead of it. Mm. There was a time in the 1950s where people in Britain were like, oh, don't worry about our economy. We're a paper economy. Hmm. And (laughs) they were, we just do finance. We don't need to actually produce anything anymore. And that's basically when the bottom fell out Mm -hmm. from under them. Mm -hmm. And then the United States was like, okay, we're the top dog now. Mm. So like, if you're not making things, producing services that are needed, Mm. then your economy won't be sound. And that that is increasingly, you know, I want to, in this context about FANG, the F-A-N-G, the, F-A-N-G, the, uh, Fang? The Fang, yeah, Google, Apple, uh, Netflix, and Facebook. These. Uh, so what's happened is since the 1990s, mm. 401ks have increasingly been the requirement for retirement. So people put money into their 401ks. Mm-hmm. And people don't really know how to invest their money, so they put them in Fang mm. increasingly over the last 10 years or so. Mm. These big, super big companies. And so there's an idea of some economists that these Fang, not only were they a good investment, but they're also propped up improperly because millions of people People mm-hmm. have just put their money in them, think not really knowing where to put their money. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, maybe the value is 10 to 1 what they actually should be valued. And there's mm-hmm. a worry among these economists that when mm-hmm. the big pop comes, if there is one in the next year or two, mm-hmm. that these companies will suffer because they don't produce anywhere near the uh, the product for the amount of investors buried in them. And when if people panic mm-hmm. and start moving their money out of those uh, investments, right. it could be just a tripwire to a whole other f- minefield of bubble popping. So instead of saying, you know, when the bubble pops, it's when people think yeah. that the bubble might yeah, pop. Yeah, it's all perception. But it's perception. It's, yeah, yeah, that's why I don't really, I don't trust the stock market mm. um, because I think it's just, it's like up in the air, mm, mm, right? The numbers mm. are not real. It's not like the, you know, the number on my uh, bank account. But see, this is a good thing about not having a lot of asset or wealth mm. in any way. <laughs> you don't have to worry. I don't worry because about investment. Be- not at all. Because I don't <laughs> have don't, much. Yeah, actually, uh, you know, I think I, I live in China. We live in China. One of the really great things about living in China is everyone buys a property. And like, if you have your property, mm. that's your safety, you know, like, okay, I own my home. So whatever happens to the economy, that's not good. Maybe that's great or that's not good or whatever, but you I have, have my property right. that is mine that, you know, like mm-hmm. is either paid for or has a very low interest rate and I can control it. And like, right. that is what's really great about the Chinese economy is I real estate is walls. like the back. It's the, yeah, exactly. It's the backbone. Everyone's safety net is where they sleep at night. So like, right. Yeah. So even uh, if the bubble pops, you still have your bedroom, yeah, right? Exactly. You can still sleep exactly. there. It's something real. That's a big problem with the United States. All the, the entire real estate market is either mortgaged or, or, mm. or people are renting and big companies are renting it out increasingly. So it's, it's, they don't have that as much. The article I found about inflation and how mm. it was saying that maybe it's got, it's, it's a good thing for mm-hmm, the government mm-hmm. because of their huge debt, right? Especially in the US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in an effort to convince people that inflation is really good, the government has a constant media circus going on 
promoting the benefits of inflation wow. um, and maybe even decry the evils of deflation. Well, either one is like, you know, not that great. Mm. They say like the people, like the uh, central banks, like the one in China mm-hmm. and also in Japan, yeah, like they two, go two for a 2%, true, yeah. right? Sounds like that's like very healthy, normal. So a little bit, but not too much. Yeah. And also their major argument revolves around the stimulating effects of inflation. Mm. So basically it makes people feel richer until they eventually realize that, you know, each of their dollars now buys less. It takes a little while, but eventually. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. they tend to spend the excess. And this results in people buying things they wouldn't have had they realized mm. that their money was actually worth less than they thought. So a few months ago, right, mm. everybody was raving, ah, oh, the economy is great. Things are booming. People have money mm. to spend. There will be consequences, right? So yeah. eventually they call it, this results in a monetary hangover as the effects of their buying binge uh, become apparent. Mm. And what's worse is like you, when you buy things that you don't really need, mm-hmm. it's like you've spent all that money for nothing, yeah. right? Something that you you will use for a few days and then you don't like anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah. essential. You've heard of fast fashion? Fast fashion? Well, not really, but I guess. This is a lot scarier than it sounds. So when I first heard of it, I thought, oh yeah, I buy a t-shirt and I only wear it for two or three years. That's bad. But actually, mm. it's not that. It's actually much, much, much worse than that. Hmm. So apparently fast fashion is a newer trend that's been around for about 10 years where people buy a shirt that is a very, very low quality or pants or whatever it is, wear it one to two times and throw Why? it out. I'm not talking about you wore it for one to two years and throw it out. I'm talking about, well, people just like, oh, wow, this is what's hot this month. And they'll wear like it once or twice and then get rid of it. And there's like literally like- Such a trap. Places, yeah, I know. It's it's crazy. There are literally like places where this stuff is shipped and there's just mounds and mounds of it that just like cover like thousands of acres Mm. in some countries of like shirts that have been worn once or twice. So like you're, yeah, exactly what you're talking about. People don't think, Mm -hmm. do I really need this? Is this something- I need in my life. And then should I, how much should I say people are not budgeting? I think a lot of times people don't realize how manipulated they have been. You know, in the West, especially in the US, people talk about freedom all the time. Mm -hmm. When they talk about freedom, it's like, I can say anything I want. I can do anything I want. Well, not do anything, but they can say anything I want. But they don't consider the fact that in reality, they have been manipulated Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. controlled Mm -hmm. in so many other ways, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? It's not spelled out. Mm. But all the advertisement you see, all the trends that you follow, who do you think started them? (laughs) Why do you think they started them, right? Mm. And people are being manipulated in this way with, like, without awareness. Mm. They think they're free individuals, Mm. but actually they've been living in that kind of environment. They are so influenced by pressure to consume, right? From so many directions. I read a really great quote yesterday. Mm -hmm. It said, there's some, there were two people having an argument and one person was basically shouting points that they, that are really common in mainstream media. And the other person said, you know, the TV man is not your friend. Mm. And I was like, wow, that sums it up right there. (laughs) Yeah. So whether or not you have that, uh, that awareness will affect your behaviors, especially your, you know, Mm. buying behaviors, right? Um, like all these holidays in the States, Val- uh, Valentine's Day, Christmas, or yeah. um, this and mm. that, shower. If you mm, go mm. to the origin of a lot of these holidays, right? And how that's been manipulated mm-hmm, by mm-hmm, by companies, mm-hmm. by capitalists wanting to make money, then things become yeah. apparent. Christmas was basically created by, yeah, Christmas was, as a consumer holiday, was almost created by Coca-Cola. Mm. So like they actually, the most famous picture of Santa that people see often mm-hmm. was uh 
reproduced by Coca-Cola and they basically invented it as a consumer holiday. And then, then people basically compete. How many toys did you get? How many toys did oh, you get your gosh. kids? It becomes like a pecking order thing about, did you get the newest, you know, transformer toy or video mm-hmm. game system or these things are not things people need right they're just the people like these companies they create psychological needs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then it's not just one toy you have to have a collection of toys yeah so if like you know in cereal boxes or whatever junk, other junk food right mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. if you go mm-hmm. to mcdonald's yeah it's not like i want that burger well i do want that burger but i go there because i still have two or three whatever plastic dinosaurs that i've not yeah collected yet i remember being a little boy and thinking I want my mom to buy me a Happy Meal because I want the toy. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking I didn't actually care about the burger or the fries that much. Mm. I really just wanted the little truck that came inside see? so she had to buy the entire happy meal <laughs> so that i could get the little truck see how jason has been manipulated <laughs> yes. and we don't realize yes. this until decades later mm. right they mm. they're so mm. far ahead of us uh but anyhow <laughs> oh, yeah. the best military commander is not he who fights a hundred battles and wins every one of them the best military strategy does not lead to the desiccation of the enemy's capital city. Decoding the art of war will help you understand why there's no art in war and how Sun Tzu stayed undefeatable using the science of war with fun stories and insightful breakdown of famous battles. Tune in to Decoding the Art of War on Spotify. You're listening to The Bridge. Here, I want to share something I found in mm, another mm, article mm. about inflation. Sure. Um, it has something to do with income inequality. So they say you find a U-shaped mm. link between long-run inflation and income inequality. Mm. Low inflation rates are associated with higher income re- uh, inequality. As inflation goes up, inequality decreases reaches a minimum with an inflation rate about 13%. That's like super high. Well, I'm so confused. I I think I don't understand what you're saying because that sounded like more inflation equals less inequality. In a way that is because um, the wealthy hold so much of the wealth. Could you explain this? Sure. Let's say you have like, what, a billion dollars, right? But with inflation, your purchasing power will go down. Uh Like you won't have as as much. So actually, I remember reading somewhere that um, after the two world wars, well, those two, they, they served as a way of wiping out you know, inequality you know, in different ways, but also inflation. Mm. It wipes out a lot of the uh, inequality because, you know, money, the, 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 the mm. poor don't have as much, even if it's wiped out. Right. They didn't lose all that much. That's really interesting. As terrible as that sounds. Wow. This is really fascinating, actually, because I mean, a lot of people are looking at three people. They're looking at like Bezos and Bill Gates and Elon Musk, and their fortunes seem to be mostly unaffected. We're not talking about the 0.1%. We're talking about their peers just under them. This is from the book, (laughs) Capital in the 21st Century, Mm, mm. uh, page 575. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Wow. So some people, people sometimes believe that inflation is the enemy of the rentier and that this may be, may in part explain why modern societies like inflation. This is partly true in the sense that inflation forces people to pay some attention to their capital. When inflation exists, um, anyone who is content to perch on a pile of banknotes will see that pile melt away before his eyes, Mm. leaving him with nothing, even if wealth is untaxed. In this respect, inflation is indeed a tax on the idle rich. 
or more precisely, wealth that that is not invested. Um, but if you have like a lot of money, you have you can invest. You have you can hire better people uh, to help you with better investment, so that you might not be impacted as much. So this redistribution of wealth re uh, induced by inflation is mainly to the detriment of the least wealthy and to the benefit of the wealthiest because they can actually find ways to counterbalance the inflation. Mm. While the people who don't who don't have as much asset, they'll you know they don't have they can't get the team of economists or hedge funds mm. or whatever to help them manage mm. their asset. So. It gets a little complicated, huh? Mm, oh, yeah. No one ever said economics was easy. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, the thing about economics is that it's not absolute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It always changes with different factors coming. There's in. so many different indicators. Yeah. You know, no one can understand every single detail. So even if you're looking at like 10 indices and really thinking very carefully and using models, you might miss a whole bunch of stuff. So to be sure, this is on page 577. Inflation may slightly <laughs> reduce the pure return on capital in that it forces everyone to spend more time doing asset management. And one might compare this historical change to the very long run increase in the rate of depreciation of capital. Okay, that gets a little, <laughs> I think we're losing our audience. Oh, yeah. Welcome to My Stories of Chinese Characters, Season 2. I'm Uncle Han Si. This season... We will travel to different destinations and experience the different sceneries throughout the year. This season, we will taste delicious foods. Delicious, how sure. Feel the delicacy of Chinese silk. Some people say that this is the world's first computer because each one of these is an instruction. And enjoy the local architectures. Yes, it's a big house. Chinzhou's Wu Cuo. We will feel a sense of camaraderie on the slow train. And feel the excitement of the snowfields. Yes! 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 I'm Uncle Han Zi. This season, we will take you to see a different China from the perspective of Chinese characters. Meet us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast platforms, or on our website, radio.cgtn.com. You're listening to The Bridge. I'm trying to understand this from the majority of people, you know, so we're talking about the lower classes and the lower middle classes in America who constitute the vast majority mm. of people. And from their perspective, they go to the gas station and they're paying three times as much for gas. They go to pay their rent and they're paying twice as much for rent they were, as they were like five or 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. They go to the grocery store and they're paying 20 to 30% more for their food than they were two years ago. Mm -hmm. So like when they look at inflation, they certainly don't, I'm sure it doesn't feel like, oh, yay, this is the great equalizer. To them, it feels like, <laughs> like Wipe how, am I, Wiping out how am I going to survive right. for the next six months? How am I going to pay my rent next year? Like for them, it hurts. It you hurts know? for real. And I think uh, it's not like there are no solutions, but I think mm, normally mm. we can't find solutions at the same level of the problems. Mm, mm, mm. Like you have to go up a step, right, to solve mm. problems from above. For example, with the gas pricing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And of course, the solution depends on how your government can deliver, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. If your government doesn't help you at all, I think, yes, uh, 
you know, you might be ruined. Um, but let's say the gas prices are going up and people can't afford to drive as much. Mm -hmm. And then if the government is can offer really good and effective governance, then there will be they will offer more public transportation. Mm -hmm. Right, more money will be put into building sense, yeah. subways or offer bus lines or alternative energy sources of energy. But it's mm -hmm, these mm -hmm. are not immediate solutions, right? But the, this, uh, these, these bad situations can be yeah, can stimulate yeah. the government to do certain things. And I think that will be the case in China, right? If the same thing happens in China, the government will do mm -hmm, definitely mm -hmm. and will do so before it gets too late. Yeah. And also when it comes to rent. Yes, you can complain about the rent and prices and everything, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. the obvious solution uh, above the level of the problem is that build more houses. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Instead of controlling yeah, yeah. the rent or this and that, build more houses. Yeah. Yeah. Make it easier for companies to invest in new real estate projects quickly. Yeah. Increase the supply. It'll take a bit longer, yeah. but it will solve yeah. the problem from a higher level. Yeah. It's like, you know, in Hong Kong, right? Yeah. People complain about uh, tight living spaces. Yeah. But the solution, how do you control rent? You know, you can only do so yeah. much because... The mm -hmm. supply is limited. And the answer is, you know, build more public housing. Well, in Hong Kong, they have the new territories, which is land that was given away by mainland to facilitate exactly what you're talking about. And in addition to these new territories where real estate is being built rapidly, there are also great subway public transportation into the main, the central parts of Hong Kong. Mm. So in fact, mm -hmm. unless you really want to live right on the main islands, then all you have to do is live in the new territories. Right. And also, you know, when it comes to uh, property prices and uh, in Hong Kong, I remember, I don't quite remember where I read this, but um, it's not like Hong Kong doesn't have enough land for building more apartments. Mm. Is that when they try to mm -hmm. do that, these real estate mm. tycoons, they they kind of, what's the word, incited people to go on the street to protest. Why? Um, the reason being because, oh, you built more houses, then the value of my oh, apartment will go down. Wow. So the at that time... <laughs> The homeowners, they fell for that yeah. and they went on the street and they protested. Mm -hmm. And then, OK, the, the new apartments weren't mm -hmm. built. And it was like a government initiative to build more apartments. Mm -hmm. Right. And then guess what? 20 years later, the offsprings of these people who went on the street to protest. Yeah. Can't afford. Face the problem. Right. They're getting <laughs> married. They, they're on their own. They're not enough apartments. So, you know, it mm. really depends on your perspective, right? Are you the the the, mm -hmm, the landowner? Mm -hmm, Are you mm -hmm. the real estate tycoon trying to protect your uh, the value, your business? If you are that person, you know, you will have one set of solutions, right? But if you are, mm -hmm, you know, from mm -hmm. the government's perspective, you have the people's welfare in mind, that you will have other solutions. And sometimes it's a tuggle. It's see who wins, right? It, it is remarkable how much you actually understand economics. And every time I say that, you always say, no, 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 oh. no, no, I don't. No, 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 but no, no. <laughs> you, you and maybe Morris and one or two other people I've ever met in my life know so much more about this. You know, we're going to have to do more episodes where we look at this, but we are out of time. Okay. So I'd like to say please, to our fans, listen in to our next episode for more insights and be part of Bridging the East and West. Thank you for your time, baby. Yes, thank you, Jason. We'll see you guys. Bye-bye.